Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to YYC. Uh, my name is Paul Hayes, Director of Safety, Security, Compliance for Emergency Preparedness for the Calgary Airport Authority. I'd like to begin today with a land acknowledgement. In the spirit of respect, reciprocity, and truth, we honour our ancestors and the original caretakers of this land before we were here. We recognise the Treaty 7 territory, home to the Blackfoot Confederacy, comprising of Siksiga, Gaine, Pakani, First Nations, as well as Susina and Aike, Nakoda Nations, including Goodstoney, Chiniki, and Bearspa First Nations. Additionally, the City of Calgary is shared with the OTP Miswa, Metis government, encompassing Districts 5 and 6. As one of North America's leading hubs for connectivity, YYC Calgary International Airport welcomes global community and visitors, connecting them to nationally significant landmarks and experiences throughout our region. Committed to the growth and prosperity of the diverse communities and these traditional lands, YYC supports the lives of work and leisure of those who inhibit and visit the areas we serve. The Human Trafficking Awareness Day, we are proud to stand alongside our partners, not in my city, and the government in Alberta, uh, to continue the fight against human trafficking. Canada's aviation industry is vital to the country's economy, supporting businesses, and against human trafficking. Uh, and tourism outside of the country. Air transport can also be used as a method of transport by traffickers, making airlines and airports ideal positioned to assist the effort to defeat human trafficking by training staff, partners, and raising public awareness. Airlines and airport staff often represent the last line of detection and defense against human trafficking, making it more likely that individuals in our industry may come into contact with victims and through increased awareness, education are able to identify and assist them. Our airport community understands the important role we play in this fight, and we are committed to working with our partners to help human trafficking. So at this time, I'd like to extend a warm welcome to Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, Mike Ellis. Well, good morning, everyone. And thank you, Paul. Uh, obviously, Director of Safety, Security, Compliance, and Emergency Preparedness for the Calgary International Airport. Thank you very much for what uh, what you do, and thank you for hosting us here today. I also, as well, would like to acknowledge that we are gathered today on the Treaty 7 lands. We pay our respects to the, the histories, the language, the cultures, of course, our First Nations, our Métis, Inuit, First Peoples of Canada, whose presence continues to enrich our vibrant community. Today is National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. And we're gathered here to show support and solidarity for the victims and survivors of human trafficking. And reaffirm our commitment to helping those who have suffered cruelty and brutality, uh, that we let them know that we see them. And we acknowledge their trauma while also remaining committed to helping them on their path to recovery and wellness. We can't afford to ignore those who are at risk of being trafficked or those who have been trafficked. And trafficking of uh, human beings is a vicious crime that preys on our most vulnerable, stealing their dignity and trapping them in a web of abuse and degradation. It's an unthinkable crime that denies a person their safety, their freedom, and individuality. It is a practice that strips uh, victims of their essential human rights. Victims who... I think that plug meant something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have audio? Okay. 
All right, I'll tell you what, I'll continue on then. And I'll s- Is your video feed up? We don't know? Okay, sure. All right, well, uh, thanks everybody. Sorry about that uh, pause. Obviously, some, some technical di- difficulties, but I just want to go back here and say that, of course, this is an unthinkable crime. Uh, it denies a person their safety, their freedom, their individuality. It's a practice that strips victims of their essential human rights, uh, victims who uh, already belong to uh, some of the most vulnerable groups in our province. Uh, The demand for timely supports to help victims is both urgent and constant. Uh, That is why today is more than just acknowledgement and awareness. It's about action. In response, I am pleased to announce $3.5 million in funding to support community partners who are best positioned to address immediate needs. This money will help survivor-centered organizations enhance frontline wraparound service uh, offerings and delivery, increase uh, service capacity and build bridges with communities at risk such as youth, Indigenous communities and newcomers to ensure that those requiring help can access it. This funding is a message to survivors that their recovery and long-term well-being is a top priority for the ministry, for this government, and we need to let them know that we are here for them. Last summer, we announced the development of the Alberta Office to Combat Human Trafficking in Persons and its leading role in Alberta's ongoing fight against human trafficking. This office advises government and unites stakeholders and service providers under a coordinated approach to rooting out human trafficking in our province. It also ensures that survivors have access to the strongest wraparound supports possible. Today, I am pleased to share that uh, Paul Brandt, and Angela Adsit have been selected to fill the two co-chair positions that will lead the office's board of directors. Paul, who needs no introduction in Alberta, is more than just a country music superstar. He also brings a survivor-centered perspective to this role and is driven by his long-standing commitment to this issue. Since 2017, Paul and his organization, Not In My City, have championed awareness and collective action to prevent and end trafficking and sexual exploitation. Angela approaches this position with a background in Indigenous leadership and Indigenous economic and community development. Her ongoing input and guidance will be essential for advancing the office's efforts to increase survivor supports and community awareness through a lens of cultural relevance and respect. Paul and Angela, alongside our community partners, uh, Reach Edmonton and Native Counseling Services of Alberta and Not In My City, will help guide next steps in launching the office, including appointing members to the board of directors and staffing and operations. I'm confident that their shared passion and dedication will be a driving force in the work and realize a forward-looking vision for uh, Alberta's fight against human trafficking. I would now like to end my remarks on this important day with a clear message. Defeating human trafficking is going to take all of us. Uh, Working together to help victims break free from offenders and bring offenders to justice. On behalf of Alberta's government and all Albertans, I want survivors to know that we won't stop in our pursuit of human traffickers. And today is a reminder of this important responsibility. 
They are our purpose, our inspiration for forging ahead in confronting this criminal abuse and preventing the profound harm and personal devastation it inflicts. Alberta's government uh, will do whatever it takes to combat human trafficking. So I'd like to thank you, and I would invite uh, Mr. Paul Brandt to the podium. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Ellis, for prioritizing this work and for your tireless efforts on behalf of Albertans. The government of Alberta continues to back its commitment to addressing and suppressing human trafficking by consistently moving beyond concern to action. And awareness combined with compassion and action helps to end exploitation. It's also fitting that we're making this announcement here today at the Calgary International Airport. YYC has been an integral part of Alberta's human trafficking response and was not in my city's first airport partner. YYC leads by example. They are incredibly engaged as a partner and they're a catalyst as our ally network of airports continues to expand across Canada. Thank you, Paul Hayes, Director of Safety, Security, Compliance, and Emergency Preparedness here at YYC for your words today. And thank you, Sophia, for all the help that you've given with this event. I'd also like to thank YYC CEO Chris Dinsdale and his team's steadfast support and partnership as we work side-by-side -side to disrupt human trafficking. Human trafficking is one of the fastest-growing crimes in Canada, but remains largely invisible. The majority of Canadians are unaware of this crime and the signs of it. Human trafficking prospers in secrecy, so traffickers are motivated to keep this lucrative business hidden. Young people are vulnerable, and parents are often unprepared. And often, victims are unaware that they're being exploited. While representing only 4% of Canada's national population, over 50% of trafficking victims in Canada are Indigenous. The greatest risk factor for being trafficked in Canada is being a girl. And we aim to change that. And we welcome you to join us. I'm honoured to be given the privilege to serve victims and survivors of human trafficking and our community in the capacity of co-chair of the Governing Board of the Alberta Office to Combat Trafficking in Persons. As founder and CEO of Not In My City, this is a banner day for us. We exist to ignite awareness, instill hope, and inspire action in our efforts to disrupt human trafficking. When Not In My City began seven years ago, understandably, many here in Alberta doubted the existence of the crime of human trafficking in our province. Today, on Human Trafficking Awareness Day, the entire province is witnessing an awakening and the beginning of a made-in-Alberta approach to combating trafficking, which is the first of its kind in Canada. Our Not In My City team is proud to have been a part of this change. This model for addressing human trafficking in partnership with the government of Alberta is a community-led approach. It welcomes all Albertans to be empowered, joining together to disrupt this crime. In my past role as chair of the Alberta Human Trafficking Task Force, it was proposed that the creation of an Alberta office to combat trafficking in persons, along with all of its responsibilities, partnerships, collaborations, and design for oversight, would be the cornerstone of the recommendations we brought forward. One essential role of the office is to ensure victims and survivors are receiving the strongest support available and have better access to services across the province. And today, we are one step closer to seeing this vision become reality. With today's announcement made by the Minister, 
of the office board co-chairs, as well as the first $3.5 million round of funding distributed by the government of Alberta to frontline agencies supplying resources to meet urgent and emergent needs, Alberta's efforts to combat human trafficking are well underway. On behalf of Not In My City, I'd also like to acknowledge tripartite members, Native Counseling Services of Alberta, and REACH Edmonton for their efforts in furthering this process and setting up the foundational pieces upon which the Alberta Office to Combat Trafficking is being built. Among their notable contributions, through their facilitation, engagement with various Indigenous communities related to this issue is currently being conducted uh, here uh, throughout the province. As all of this work transitions and develops into the roles and responsibilities of the office, my co-chair, Angela Adsit, and I thank them for their efforts and we'll continue to look to them to support this work following the launch of the office. Angela and I greatly look forward to facilitating the soon-to-be-announced governing board and commencing the search for the Alberta Office to Combat Trafficking's Executive Director. Human life and dignity are not commodities to be bought and sold. And today in Alberta, we declare that no one should be for sale. While there is still much work to do, today is a day for celebration as we collectively take a stand for the most basic of human rights. It is possible to disrupt this crime and prevent it from happening in the first place. And when we recognize the signs of human trafficking and respond, we restore lives. We truly are stronger together. And now we'll have comments from Kate Price, Executive Director for Action Coalition on Human Trafficking, Alberta. Thank you. Thanks, Kate. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kate Price, and I'm the Executive Director of ACT Alberta, which stands for the Action Coalition on Human Trafficking. I'm honoured to join you all today, and I'm filled with gratitude for this exciting announcement. First and foremost, I would like to extend our deepest thanks to Minister Ellis and the Government of Alberta for investing in anti-trafficking prevention and response initiatives across the province. This funding marks a pivotal moment for Alberta and reinforces our collective commitment to ending human trafficking. ACT Alberta is fortunate to be one of the agencies receiving funding. ACT is a frontline agency that provides direct supports to victims and survivors of both forced labor and sexual exploitation. Our team of accredited social workers provides specialized case management that meets the short and long-term needs of survivors we also provide free anti-trafficking education to tailored industries. And we use a coalition model to share knowledge and to really leverage the expertise of our incredible partners. Our agency exists to help survivors find their path to safety. We are advocates, educators, but most importantly, we're service providers. And that means that the people we serve and their voices have to be at the forefront of our work. The anti-trafficking movement cannot be led by agencies and allies alone. Survivors must be empowered to lead this movement, to tell us what they need, and to be properly compensated when we seek them out for their expertise. This funding will enable ACT Alberta to grow our victim services unit, strengthen partnerships, and welcome more survivor leadership into our work. Every day, we are learning more about how to ethically support survivors without sensationalizing what they alone have experienced. 
We are learning about the barriers they face to exit exploitation, to access services, and to understand their legal rights in Alberta. We are witnessing a consistent increase in labour trafficking cases that are targeting migrant and temporary foreign workers. We are seeing the need for outreach material in multiple languages and the critical need for authentic, reciprocal partnerships with Indigenous communities. There is often, often a stark contrast to what we see in the media versus the reality of human trafficking. The truth is that human trafficking is incredibly complicated and so are the needs of survivors. The government of Alberta has recognized that combating human trafficking needs an ecosystem of supports and that this investment is an important step forward to a community-based response to trafficking. At ACT Alberta, we believe in investing in the future of survivors by providing them the help they need today. Thank you to the government of Alberta, to the Alberta Office to Combat Trafficking in Persons, to all of our partners for joining us. Thank you. All right, and that is the end of the forum portion of the announcement today. So we'll head over to the media. So we're going to start with in-person. So uh, the mic is just set up behind the cameras here. You can jump over to the mic if you have a question. Uh, state your name and affiliation, and one question, one follow-up. Hi there, uh, Mark Filani with uh, CTV Calgary. Actually, Mark. I have a question for Paul Hayes sure. with um, Paul Hayes? Y YYC. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just curious, uh, what's the airport doing right now in terms of how, how do you train your security staff to watch out for any signs or signals that would indicate human trafficking? What are some things that you look for, and how do you how do you kind of monitor the situation? Yeah. We've been uh, collaborative with uh, certain law enforcement that have outlined some yeah, training yeah. programs. And we've uh, provided that to our frontline staff, and we've offered it to the community. And with our continued partnership with Not My City, Paul Brandt, and the government of Alberta, we'll continue to uh, roll out those training exercises for the foreseeable future. Uh, Julian Code with City News. This question's for Mr. Brandt. You've been involved in, in this for quite some time. What evolution have you seen throughout the years in terms of successes or maybe some setbacks as well? Uh, in combating trafficking yes. specifically, uh, I would I would say that um, we're still very much at an awakening phase. When you look at um, uh, the history of dealing with the issue and topic of, of human trafficking over the last 20 years or so in Canada, um, the wheels turn slow. They turn too slow for survivors and for victims. And and I think that um, the more that we can do to raise awareness and just general awareness in, within uh, the, the the public. Um, can really make a huge difference. It's one of the only crimes um, that, that exists that can be addressed simply by being aware uh, of the signs. And, uh, you know, being here in the, in the airport today, it reminds me of back um, uh, when we never would have imagined that there would be some kind of a, a problem with a stray piece of baggage being left behind. It wasn't on our radar. We didn't know the signs of, of the fact that that could be a risk. And today we're not afraid of it. We just know what to do if we see it. And that's the kind of um, progress that we're starting to just see breakthrough um, here in Alberta and in Canada, where people now know the signs. And we don't want them to be afraid of the issue. We just want them to be aware of the issue and to know what to do and how to trigger a community response. So I think that would be the, the, you know, the largest frustration, but also the biggest um, um, uh, area of focus right now is, is that continued um, focus on, 
understanding the signs and, uh, and what to do if you see it. Um, so we're, we're starting to see great progress there. Yeah, thanks. What are some of the signs that people can look Well, I mean, specifically here in the airport, you know, um, one of the things that um, often we're, we're talking with our partners about in, in being able to identify is, you know, perhaps someone who's traveling w- without a lot of baggage, not a lot of awareness of where they are, um, where someone else is controlling their movement, um, controlling their ability to communicate, controlling their uh, documents. Um, those specifically within the airport um, would be some of the signs that we would, uh, we would point out. It was exciting for me with one of our other airport partners uh, up in northern Alberta. I was going through security, you know, that typical moment in security where, um, you know, you've got your shoes off and the bags are everywhere, and they noticed my yellow rose pin. And, and, and there was this aha moment where they said, I took the training and just last week we were able to identify a trafficking survivor and we knew what to do about it. So those are the kinds of things that we're, you know, we're excited about seeing happen. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. All right. And we have uh, no more questions here in the room. Okay. We'll turn it over to the operator and uh, operator, you can put the first caller through, uh, state your name and your affiliation and one question, one follow-up. Thomas Rogowski, Alberta Today. Thanks for taking my question. So um, I hear that last last week um, someone was identified. I'm wondering how frequently are people being flagged as potential victims of trafficking or or perpetrators of that in airports, um, and how often charges are laid as a result of the activity in airports? So uh, just talking to uh, our guests here, we don't have the specific answer uh, on that. I mean, certainly we can uh, contact the, the Calgary Police Service to, to look in and see if they actually have an answer to that. And do you have a follow-up? Yeah, and I, well, I know in... Sorry, just, uh, one, just one second. Oh, Mr. Brandt would oh, like to maybe sure. supplement this. I, I would just say it's a, it is a very important question because... Um, this is one of the gaps that exists right now in combating human trafficking, our statistics and data. And, and that's something that has really been a, a specific focus in the setup of the Alberta Office to Combat Trafficking in Persons, is a deeper dive not only into the stats and data, but the data story. So we fully understand um, what's going on um, within the ecosystem of response to human trafficking. And, and we can start to... Um, address this issue with actual value and impact. If you can't measure it, you can't change it. And, uh, and so I just want to acknowledge that that is a very important uh, question and something that um, the investment of the government of Alberta has taken into account as we're moving forward to be able to actually see measurable results in the fight against human trafficking. Before you get to your question, let me just uh, supplement what Mr. Brandt actually is saying, which he brings up an excellent, excellent point. You know, for any operation, communication is going to be key. So part of the role that I would envision for the Center to Combat Human Trafficking is to try to obtain that data, right, from the Calgary Police Service, the Edmonton Police Service, RCMP. Um, uh, unfortunately, as a former police officer, some, some law enforcement communities can be working in silos, and uh, although they may have data, I think the Center to Combat Human Trafficking will be able to coalesce that data and uh, help uh, to articulate to police services better response to, to the issue. All right, and your follow-up. Yeah, and, and so, like, I know, for example, like the San Antonio airport, they have cards in the, the bathroom um, 
that, that have information for victim services and stuff. I'm just I'm just wondering um, if we could get a little bit more detail about how this 3.5 million will be used. I know I heard some, but if I could get some more detail. The, the specific 3.5 million um, uh, round of funding that has just been announced um, was um, focused on urgent and emergent needs. Um, so dealing, for, for instance, um, and one of the needs that we often find um, is uh, safe and rapid exit for people wanting to exit their trafficking situation. And there was a gap in the system to be able to rapidly get a survivor. Um, this was a specific case um, on an airline and back to their home. Um, and there was not funding available for that. This funding has been made available so that we can quickly work with law enforcement and our airline and airport partners to make sure that we have that rapid exit in place. Um, you know, also... Um, da daily needs uh, for trafficking um, survivors who are um, transitioning back into everyday life, um, helping them with training for um, with, whether it's just general education or getting into um, uh, furthering their career um, and getting back on their feet, childcare um, for uh, some some of these uh, survivors as well. Um, in response to your re response to your question about you know, the San Antonio airport and, and the resources available uh, for people who might find themselves in a position of being trafficked while they're traveling. Um, one of the things that we've focused on here uh, at the airport is making sure that there's accessible and identifiable universally branded awareness uh, that will trigger a community response model that starts with the airport, goes to police, and creates that wraparound, that rapid wraparound um, uh, uh, approach um, to uh, um, not only identifying the survivor, the victim, but um, but then providing them the services that they need rapidly. So that is something that is, has also been addressed, and, and some of the funding would go towards that as well. Yeah, I'd, uh, it, uh, Kate's going to follow up here in a moment here, but I, I think it's also important, uh, again, to give credit where credit's due, where Mr. Brandt has actually been traveling uh, Canada, Speaking, there's a reason why we're at the airport in Calgary, because obviously he built the relationship with the, the airport, understanding this is a point of contact um, for human traffickers uh, to, to get somebody who, who, has, uh, who is a trafficking victim and kind of get them out of uh, the local jurisdiction. And so he's been working with the airport authorities. Um, you know, I know him and I have had discussions about working with uh, Canada Border Services, uh, we've had discussions about uh, working uh, with, uh, this is an international issue, it's not just local to, to Alberta or Canada, and working with uh, our American friends uh, and their border services. Uh, obviously, we have officers at this airport with border services, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue the ongoing discussions uh, with them. Uh, and again, trying to stop this is going to involve uh, all of us as a community, right? There's no one single solution to this very complex problem. I just wanted to add that one of the important parts of this financial model is that the government of Alberta and AOCTIP are investing in other community-based responses, which means that different organizations who are approaching this in different ways are able to invest quickly in other preventative and awareness initiatives. So, for example, ACT Alberta provides translated materials and a QR code on a sticker that go into bathrooms in the Edmonton International Airport so that people who speak other languages than English are able to access basic information about their, their rights in Alberta and awareness around if they're being trafficked or at risk of being trafficked. And when we talk about airports, I think often people think only about a trafficker taking someone against their consent through an airport, 
but there are also situations where people are coming through airports who are at risk of trafficking but traveling consensually but when they arrive in Alberta, maybe further at risk. And so there's also that element of awareness, which is why this funding model is so critical, because it better approaches the nuance of how we have to approach it and respond as a community. All right, perfect. We have no more callers on the line, so this wraps up the announcement today. Thank you for everybody for showing up and uh, being a part. Have a great day, everyone.